recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, now at episode 93, getting oh so close to number 100, as we begin the month of September here in the 1987 in the WWF Project. As always, I am your host, Ray Russell, and so much to jump into here this week, guys, talking injuries, departures, returns, the Saturday night's main event lineup for October the 3rd, plus King of the Rings, Survivor Series, Royal Rumbles. Yes, all of that all the way back in 1987, guys. And with the Survivor Series around the corner and the Princess Bride film about to launch at a theater near you, let it be known that the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant, will be back on the WWF TV screens very soon as well. Plus, Hacksaw Jim Duggan going to be given another chance here in the WWF, and he won't screw it up this time. Tough guy. Also, Jake the Snake Roberts, the suspension continues for the Snake Man, And as Hulk Hogan finishes up his run with Killer Khan in the main event, he has an even bigger challenger, literally, ahead on the house shows here in the 500-pound one-man gang. And we'll discuss all of that and so much more here this week on the program. But first, just a friendly reminder that you guys can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and our sister shows like Monday Warfare, The Battles Within, as we chronicle the entire Monday Night War from beginning to end. Also, the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk the territories. New episodes of both of those shows dropping this week as we move on in the Monday Night War. First, Monday Warfare going to tackle August 15th of 1996. We're going to be talking Nitro and Raw as we're just five days away from the Hog Wild pay-per-view featuring a stacked lineup, but the wrong crowd. And then on Raw, a number one contenders battle royal to determine who will meet the WWF champion, the night after SummerSlam on Raw. A stacked battle royal featuring the likes of The Undertaker, Mankind, Psycho Sid, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The British Bulldog and Owen Hart, Ahmed Johnson, and more. Plus, by hook or by crook, guys, the Regional Rassin Podcast will return this week. Now, Jamie Ward returns from his Florida excursion. Jamie went down there to attend, sadly, what was announced to be the final Florida Fan Fest, so... We'll have Jamie back soon on the program, no doubt with some fun stories to share. Now, as for this week on Regional Wrestling, could be more Georgia 81 with Jamie, perhaps some UWF 86 with Roman, or something completely different. Not really sure yet, but one thing is for sure, it'll be 100% territory talk on Regional Wrestling, and I can't wait. And you can listen to all of those shows and more as part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met. From Apple to Spotify, Google, and beyond. And be sure to follow me on social media. Follow me on Twitter, guys, at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me at Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Follow me on social media 
for all the latest goings on here at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network, and I'm also constantly adding old school video clips and pictures from throughout wrestling history. Lots of fun pictures added in this last week. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find me there at youtube.com slash wrestling grenade. Nearly 500 videos now on YouTube and counting. Subscribe today, guys, as I'm uploading new footage all the time as I continue to preserve my old VHS collection and DVD collection by converting it all to streaming digital. And now is also a phenomenal time to become a WrestleCopia patron. Things have really picked up over there at patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Multiple tiers to choose from, guys, but I'm only asking you to give it a try at that $5 all-access tier. Gets you all sorts of goodies for just $5, including all of my insanely detailed show notes for the Wrestling Memory Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Wrestling Podcast. You'll also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia. You can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. Plus, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade covering the 1989 NWA project. Sting, Muda, Flair, Funk, Steamboat, Luger, and so many more. Those remastered versions include enhanced sound quality and new content and conversations originally edited out of the initial broadcast of the show, edited right back in. But that's not all. You'll also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure. And of course, our Patreon-exclusive watch-along series covering many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday Night's Main Events, Clash of the Champions, and so much more. And to get all of that, plus bonus random video drops, newspaper clippings, you never know what I'm going to add to that all-access tier, guys. You get all of that for the low, low price of just $5. No subscription. Cancel anytime. Show your support, guys. If you got a few bucks burning a hole in your pocket, if you got a few bucks laying around in that PayPal account, if you want to show your support, give the WrestleCopia Patreon a try for just one month. I think you like all of the content that I offer and every penny of it goes right back here into paying the bills to keep the WrestleCopia Podcast Network up and running for the months and the years to come. As for the current patrons of WrestleCopia, I can't thank you guys enough for your continued loyal support. And for all the new patrons that joined over the last month or two, I can't thank you guys enough for jumping on, giving it a try, and I hope you like all of the content there on patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. And now we move on into the meat of the program. I'm a meat and potatoes guy, so we'll call it the meat and potatoes portion of the program. We're going to kick things off right now. September news here in 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation, guys. And it appears the WWF going to try out a brand new match type, a new match in the works with a early Royal Rumble prototype. Yes, it's reported that the upcoming October 4th WWF event in St. Louis will headline with a new concept, the Royal Rumble. It's kind of a combination battle royal and war game, says DeMeltz. I can see why in just a minute. DeMeltz says that there are 12 guys who will pick a number. The first two guys, number one and number two, will begin the match and wrestle for five minutes. Under battle royal rules, meaning to be eliminated, you have to be thrown over the top rope and out to the floor. And then from there, every two minutes thereafter, another participant will join the matchup. And this will continue to go on until there's one man left standing. So Meltzer says it's like a hybrid between a battle royal and war games, and I see what he's getting at here with the time intervals. However, we know it's nothing like war games as it's every man for himself, and there's no five-minute interval at all. But yes, guys, indeed, on October 4th in St. Louis, it's the prototype of the Royal Rumble. 
They're going to give it a try with just 12 men and see how it fares. An idea created by Pat Patterson, scoffed at by Vince McMahon, who thought it would never work. Boy, was he wrong, and thank God for it. As we roll on, plenty more news here this month, including King Kong Bundy, who will be appearing as a pitchman in a newspaper and television ad campaign for Vindex Pacific's new Head Start Home Computer System and Easy Does It Peripheral Computers. And since it's a multi-million dollar ad campaign, says DeMeltz, we should be seeing Bundy's face pop up a lot on television and in newspapers, which contradicts Bundy's story about this. Remember, I think I touched on this when we were setting the stage, perhaps here for 1987 in the WWF, all those episodes ago. Bundy talked about not getting a whole lot of money on the side. He took this deal thinking Vince would never even find out about it as he thought it was a, a company, Vindex was a company that was overseas so it would never see the light of day here in the States. But the ad campaign hasn't even started yet, and Meltzer already proclaiming that, oh, it's going to be all over the TV and newspaper ads. So you've got to kind of wonder if Bundy's story was true, but he claims that once these commercials pop up, Vince McMahon sees them, and that's the end of Bundy's push, and subsequently he leaves the company by the end of the year here in 1987. So perhaps the beginning of the end, if you listen to King Kong Bundy's story anyway. Claims he was phased out for doing this, but actually, if you think about it, by the time these campaigns roll around, Bundy's doing more at that point than he was all year long. As we move on, it also appears that the LJN Wrestling toy line is bottoming out. Apparently, the doll market has bottomed out because the LJN Titan Wrestling dollars are being sold at below cost nationwide now. Heading into the fall of 87, the dolls were huge sellers during the Christmas season of 1985. But since that time, apparently that market has all but dried up. As we know, the final line of LJN figures never make it to the stores. So everyone who bought an Axe of Demolition LJN figure, you're going to still be waiting for that smash for a long time to come. As we roll on, more in the civil suit going on against Ken Patera and Mr. Saito. Remember the story. You know, a lot of people tell this story. Patera throwing the rock into the McDonald's window got him 18 months in prison. Along with Mr. Saito, a lot of people lump Saito into the story. But the fact of the matter is, at least from my understanding, is that Patera was all alone when the incident took place, went back to the hotel room where he was rooming with Saito. The police come to the door, and that's when the real situation begins. They begin fighting off the police, leading to the following here. It says Ken Patera and Mr. Saito had their civil case revolving around the incident, which resulted in their imprisonment. It was settled on September the 5th here as Jacqueline Hibbard, the female officer who suffered a broken leg in the brawl, well, that'll do it, Hibbard will receive $25,000, while another officer, John Dillon, is to receive only $5,000. Now, Hibbard, who, according to newspaper reporters, had to retire from the police force due to the injuries suffered. Now, she, along with Officer Dillon, had initially sued Patera and Saido for $1.2 million. Instead, they wind up with just 25000 and 5000 respectively. In addition, Patera and Saito have to pay $35,000 to the officer's attorneys. And the employer's insurance of Wausau will also receive another $30,000 as part of the $95,000 settlement total. So Patera and Saito were convicted of two counts of battery to police officers, as well as some other crimes there. And as noted, both men spent approximately 18 months in prison for their crimes before being released this past December. As we know, Saito initially deported back to Japan, but he'll be back pretty soon here to the States. But it seems like everything's settled now. Kempatera has paid his dues, so to speak. 
and they get off relatively easy financially as well from that 1.2 million, the total only coming to 95,000 between the two. As we move on, we have some New York State Athletic Commission news as it appears superstar Billy Graham and George the Animal Steel both won't be wrestling for a while in the New York State because they failed to pass the Athletic Commission's physical. Graham, of course, failed to pass because of the artificial hip, while George Steele failed for other unknown reasons. Now, that news was reported at the beginning of the month of September here in the Wrestling Observer. Just a few weeks later in the Observer, listen to this. Everybody does have their price because Superstar Graham and George Steele have been reinstated as far as wrestling in New York is concerned. Apparently, the pressure was put on the Athletic Commission, and since the bulk of the tax money received for running the New York State Athletic Commission comes from the WWF, the commission backed down. Take that, pal. Don't want to piss off the man that lines your pockets. So George Steele and Billy Graham suspended from wrestling in New York for just a few weeks' time there. As we move on, looking at some comings and goings, as well as here and there, all around the World Wrestling Federation, you'll notice fairly soon that Coco Beware will be missing several matches with an eye injury. Demelts quips, I guess sometimes love, sounds like an eye gouge. Don't quit your day job, Dave. We move on. Hacksaw Jim Duggan going to make his surprise return appearance for the WWF on September the 13th at the Nassau Coliseum. Going to score a win there over Danny Davis. We'll talk about that later in the program. So Duggan is indeed back with the World Wrestling Federation, bad hamstring and all. Also returning to the company, Polish power, Ivan Putski, who is going to be working a part-time schedule. Dave Meltzer hypothesizes something like 10 dates per month. So Ivan Putski getting up there in age, but man, does he look like a million bucks. If you're into that bodybuilder look anyway. And speaking of strongmen, it's reported that Kim Patera is scheduled to return to the ring by the end of October. So Patera going to miss about three months' time here with that torn tendon. Another injury here in the month of September, Brutus the Barber Beefcake going to be out of action temporarily here with a knee injury as he'll be seen on crutches for a couple of house shows. But this must have been minor because it doesn't keep him out of the ring very long here. He misses just a few dates here in the latter half of September, as we'll see in the results. Also, Debbie Combs headed back in again. We saw her wrestle the fabulous Moolah here earlier in the year of 1987. Well, she's back here, going to have a bunch of matches with the sensational Sherry in the fall season of 1987. But it's really weird because Debbie works Sherry all the way up until the Survivor Series pay-per-view and then doesn't get to work the pay-per-view itself. Very odd. Debbie Combs, a solid hand in the ring. Instead, we get Rockin' Robin, who's about as green as green gets, as she's still training at this point. And I can also confirm now that Corporal Kirchner is indeed gone from the World Wrestling Federation. He says he quit. The WWF claims he was fired. Now, we know Kirchner was one of those men like Brian Blair, Jake Roberts, who failed that initial WWF drug testing. And he said he was given notice while he was on the tour of Canada for the WWF and went home and decided never to return. That was Kirchner's version anyway. Of course, on the World Wrestling Federation side of things, they claim they fired him. Either way, had Kirshner returned, it would have been for a preliminary role. And I think I mentioned this before, but for those curious, Kirshner does wind up getting a promotion to Colonel Kirshner, briefly for Stampede Wrestling up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, for heading off and doing the Leatherface gimmick over in Japan for many, many years. Now, we talked about this in the month of August, but the Ugandan headhunter Kamala also began no-showing dates at the end of the month, so it appears that he too has quit the company. And reportedly, Jake the Snake Roberts was injured during his initial suspension. 
We just talked about the drug test suspensions with Brian Blair and the like. So the story is, says Jake was injured and out due to injury rather than suspension. He will now sit out the remainder of his suspension here from mid-September all the way through the end of October. So Jake Roberts still out of action another six weeks. And it wasn't so noticeable yet due to all the in-between TV tapings. He was working squash matches and all the snake pits, but they've eliminated the snake pit in favor of those platform interviews with Craig DeGeorge now. So it should be more noticeable here over the next month and a half that Jake the Snake Roberts is going to be gone from the company, or at least sent home suspended. So Jake comes out of WrestleMania 3 with that hot feud against the Hockey Talk Man, works a couple of weeks in the house shows, and really he hasn't been back full-time since. So it's, been, it's going to be about a half a year for Jake Roberts is back in the ring full-time. I never really noticed that until we started this project. So very interesting. Learned something new myself here. Jake Roberts, I remember the injury. I remember the suspension, but I just didn't remember him being out of the ring for this period of time. Kind of crazy. Jake will be back by the end of October, however. As we take a look at the upcoming Saturday night's main event lineup schedule for the early part of October, going to be taped here in the latter half of September, it was originally scheduled to see the Ugandan headhunter Kamala challenge WWF champion Hulk Hogan live on NBC for the WWF title, but Kamala pulls out, he quits. Odd timing there. And instead, Kamala going to be replaced by his partner, Sika, the Wild Samoan, going to go after WWF champion Hulk Hogan. So yes, indeed, the main event, Hulk Hogan taking on Sika. Acknowledge him, people. Also slated for Saturday night's main event, IC champion Honky Tonk Man going to go one-on-one with the Macho Man Randy Savage. That's going to really heat up here on WWF TV throughout the month of September, as you guys will see over the next couple episodes of The Grenade. And then from there, tag team champion Hart Foundation going to be taking on the team of Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma. So Roma and Powers going to get a title shot here after defeating the Hearts on a reverse decision recently on an episode of Superstars. So Jimmy Hart's men showcase very well here on this edition of Saturday Night's Main Event, but we're not done yet. Also on the show, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff looking for revenge on the Heenan family as he takes on King Kong Bundy and originally planned for the show. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase versus Hillbilly Jim, as well as Don Morocco looking to avenge the breakup against Cowboy Bob Orton. Those two matches were reportedly bad and will not air as part of the NBC showing. What could go wrong in a Hillbilly Jim match or Morocco versus Orton? Now, both of those matches do, in fact, take place. As I said, they came off pretty bad. I don't know if that was the actual reason why they didn't make air, if it was just due to time restraints. But we'll have to see if one or both of those matches wind up popping up on future episodes of TV. As Demeltz also reports that the WWF going to go on a Israeli tour here, which is slated to begin October 4th and run through the 17th. I wrote, of what year, Meltz? Because I'm not seeing any results anywhere of such a tour. Also, mark it on your calendars right now, guys. September 25th, 1987, The Princess Bride, starring Andre the Giant, will open in theaters across the United States. Oh, here's a fun bit that goes back a couple years. Comedian Richard Belzer, R.I.P. Munch, filed suit this past week against Hulk Hogan for $5 million and the incident which took place just before the first WrestleMania on Belzer's old cable TV show. For those of you who may have missed it, Hogan and Mr. T were on Richard Belzer's show during the middle of that WrestleMania hype week leading into the big matchup against Orndorff and Piper back in 85, and Belzer asked Hulk Hogan to demonstrate a hold on him. So Hulk actually puts Belzer in a front face lock and apparently squeezed so hard that Belzer passed out. So when Hogan let go, 
You guys got to check this out on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there. Belzer collapses straight on his face, cracking his head on the floor of the studio. Cost him nine stitches. Now, Richard Belzer reported long-term damage from that as well, suing the Hulkster at this point for $5 million. And I know he gets quite a lump sum near the end of this lawsuit. As we move on, I got one more piece of news here this week. It's last, but certainly not least. It's going to be the Survivor Series versus Starcade. As Titan announced, it's main event for the upcoming November 26th Richfield Coliseum show, Richfield, Ohio. It's reported that the event will air nationally on pay-per-view. The event will be known as the Survivor Series and will feature a 10-man elimination tag team match and should be made available to at least 5 million homes. Cable was still growing, guys, back in 1987. But here's the kicker. It appears that the Survivor Series event will go head-to-head with Jim Crockett's Starcade event, scheduled to take place at the Pavilion in Chicago, which will also be made available on pay-per-view. Although it's uncertain how many cable systems Crockett will be cleared for, since Vince McMahon appears to have gotten the jump on things there. And there's the key, guys. WrestleMania 3 playing a big part in both sides of this. Remember, the story goes it was WrestleMania 3 that Crockett saw the numbers that Vince did and said, that's it, I'm going into the pay-per-view business. Meanwhile, it was WrestleMania 3 and all the numbers that it did that got Vince the stranglehold on the pay-per-view market, at least short-term here. So Crockett looking to follow Vince into the pay-per-view business, but McMahon says, not so fast, pal. The Crockett versus McMahon wars heat back up here in the latter half of 1987. And as you guys may imagine, you can expect more of this in the following weeks and months here on The Grenade. And as we close out the news portion of the program, that means it's time to look into the September results here for 1987. And as always, I encourage everyone, if you want to follow along, scroll along with me. You guys can head over to the historyofwwe.com. Graham Cawthon, Richard Land, working diligently to get results up there. And a quick reminder, guys, I don't touch on every single house show, but I do cover most. So if you guys just want to kick back and listen to the sound bites and listen to some of the results, that's fine by me. But for those who are sticklers and really involved in this grenade project that we're doing 1987 here in the WWF, you can always head over to the historyofwwe.com. Click on that 1987 house show result page and scroll down the month of September along with me. Read some of these matchups. Now, again, I don't cover every card, but I do cover the majority. We're going to look at a lot of the fun matchups, random tag teams, and maybe even a couple of returns here. Some interesting ones here in the month of September. As we get rolling with September the 1st, Vancouver, British Columbia, and the PNE Coliseum. Going to see Scott Casey over Tiger Chung Lee, Natural Butch Reed over Outback Jack, George the Animal Steel defeating George Scollin, son of the legendary Arnold Scollin here. Scollin here, a substitute for Killer Khan. It's becoming fairly noticeable that Khan misses most of his Canadian scheduled matches, so I'm not sure if he can't make it into the country. And if so, why do they keep promoting him? for all of these events. Nevertheless, it's George Steele over George Scotland, Jacques Rougeau defeating Dino Bravo, Greg the Hammer Valentine over Ray Rougeau, Don Morocco defeating former partner Bob Orton, Rick Rude teaming with the King Harley Race over the team of Billy Jack Haynes and superstar Billy Graham. And in the main event, we talked about Killer Khan missing the show, but so does WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Interesting here. It may be the first time I've seen Hulk Hogan miss an event. So in Hogan's place, It's the macho man Randy Savage in the main event, pinning the one-man gang. We move on to the following day, September the 2nd, Oshawa, Ontario, at the Civic Auditorium. 
3,000 fans out to see Chavo Guerrero back in the WWF ring. It's Chavo over Barry Horowitz. Vladimir Krupov defeating Johnny K-9. Couple of locals. WWF Women's Champion, the Sensational Sherry over the Fabulous Moolah. Sensational over Fabulous any day. Plus Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase defeating Coco Beware. Demolition over the Killer Bees. Brian Blair back in action. Frenchie Martin defeating Jerry Allen. Macho Man Randy Savage over Nikolai Volkov. I don't even know if the Macho Man could have saved that one. And in the main event, he's not suspended yet. It's Jake the Snake Roberts defeating the Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, on a disqualification. As we roll on September the 3rd, Troy, New York, RPI Fieldhouse. Jerry Allen over Frenchie Martin. Chavo Guerrero again over Barry Horowitz. It's Demolition defeating the Killer Bees. Ted DiBiase downing Coco Beware. The one-man gang battling King Kong Bundy to a double disqualification. It's Jake the Snake Roberts over Nikolai Volkov and the Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man scoring a win over the Macho Man by disqualification. And then up next, September the 4th, Providence, Rhode Island at the Civic Center. It's the annual King of the Ring Tournament. You heard me right, guys. A lot of people think King of the Ring started in 1993 because that's when the pay-per-view version began. But actually, King of the Ring started all the way back in 1985, won by Don Morocco. In 1986, it was Harley Race who became the king on television. And here we are in 1987. Let's see who wins the third annual King of the Ring in front of a sellout 12,000 fans here. As an opening round action, it's Haku over Brutus the Barber Beefcake with a roll-up after Tama distracting ringside. So the Barber doing a job to Haku in the opening round. Also on the card, we were supposed to see Rick Martell, babyface versus babyface here. Martell go up against Coco Beware, but Beware out of action briefly with that eye injury. So instead, it's Rick Martell pinning the returning Dan Spivey. We haven't seen Dan Spivey since before WrestleMania 3. Multiple injuries keeping Spivey out until here in the fall. A very different look here by Danny Spivey, which we'll touch on as we move on here into the fall of 87 as well. But not much of a successful return for Spivey here doing the job to Martell in the opening round of the King of the Ring with a inside cradle here. Going to see Martell advance into the quarters. Also, King Kong Bunny defeats the one-man gang on a countout. Special Delivery Jones substituting for Brian Blair. It's SD Jones pinning Sika with a small package. So SD Jones pins Sika, and then a month from now, we're supposed to buy Sika as the challenger to Hulk Hogan's title at Saturday night's main event? Who booked this shit, pal? Also in first-round action, Dangerous Danny Davis over Tito Santana on a countout after Santana chasing Jimmy Hart around ringside. Plus, the Junkyard Dog defeats Tama, jumping Jim Brunzel over the outlaw Ron Bass with the famous Brunzel dropkick, and the macho man Randy Savage going to advance with a flying elbow onto Nikolai Volkov. Those matches setting up the quarterfinals here is Haku battling Rick Martell to a 15-minute time limit draw. Then from there, King Kong Bundy smashing Special Delivery Jones rematch from WrestleMania 1 there. It's Bundy over SD Jones with an elbow drop. Dangerous Danny Davis defeating the Junkyard Dog on a countout. So Danny Davis, two wins in a row, two countout victories in a row, I should add. And in the final match of the quarterfinals, this could have been fun. Macho Man Randy Savage downing, jumping Jim Brunzel with the flying elbow. So the semifinals will see King Kong Bunny receive a bye because of that Haku Martell time limit draw. And then from there, Macho Man Randy Savage finally putting Danny Davis out of the tournament. Savage scoring the win with the flying elbow. Third time tonight. And Randy Savage going to advance to the finals to take on King Kong Bundy. Then from there, non-tournament matchup. Going to give the Macho Man a little break. Jake the Snake Roberts defeating Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man on a disqualification. 
after Jimmy Hart using his megaphone as a weapon there. And then we head on into the finals of the King of the Ring. Who will it be here in 1987? It's the Macho Man pinning King Kong Bundy, reportedly with a flying elbow after Bundy missed the big splash. So Savage scoring four pinfall victories here in the King of the Ring tournament, and reportedly all of them with a flying elbow drop. So for those who didn't know, he was the Macho King all the way back in 1987. As we move on, September the 5th, Canton, Ohio at the Civic Center. It's Sika the Simone over Jerry Allen, Killer Khan defeating S.D. Jones, Haku over Leaping Lanny Poffo, Tito Santana pinning Outlaw Ron Bass, Tama of the Islanders over Rick Martell, King Kong Bundy pins the Junkyard Dog, Brutus the Barber Beefcake over the One Man Gang on a disqualification, and in the main event, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff pinning the Mighty Hercules. Also September the 5th, Omaha, Nebraska, Civic Auditorium. In front of 3,644 fans, Scott Casey defeats Tiger Chung Lee, ravishing Rick Rude over Outback Jack. I still would have loved to have seen one of those matches. Rick Rude against Outback Jack had quite a few of those on the house shows. Then from there, it's Dangerous Danny Davis over George the Animal Steel, subbing for the eye injury of Coco Beware. It's Davis over George Steel on a count out here, plus the Magnificent Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton, Superstar Graham defeating Natural Butch Reed with the bear hug in just three minutes, plus the new Dream Team, Bravo and Valentine, over Jumping Jim Brunzel and Dan Spivey, who is filling in for Brian Blair here. So Brunzel and Spivey. It's Bravo scoring the win here over Jumping Jim after Dan Spivey turned on his partner. So Spivey goes heel here on a house show in Omaha, turning on Jumping Jim Brunzel. Then after the bout, Spivey putting the boots to Jumping Jim. So the Golden Boy returns, but it looks like he's back as a heel. And then the main event here in Omaha, originally scheduled to see the Macho Man Randy Savage take on Kamala, and boy, would that have been fun. Instead, it's Randy Savage in a handicap match, taking on both handler and manager. Savage scoring a win over Kimchi and Mr. Fuji. That match reportedly goes about four minutes. As we're off to Cincinnati, Ohio, and the Riverfront Coliseum on September the 6th, a matinee show in front of 4,000 fans for an event dubbed as WrestleFest 3. WrestleFest 3 in Cincinnati. Alrighty. On the card, it's Sika over Jerry Allen, Outlaw Ron Bass defeating S.D. Jones, the one-man gang over JYD, WWF champion Hulk Hogan scoring a win over Killer Khan, plus on the card, Brutus Beefcake defeating Hercules, Paul Orndorff over King Kong Bundy in an old-fashioned whipping match, Bobby Heenan at ringside handcuffed to Bruno Sammartino for this one, as Orndorff scores the win, and I'm sure he and Bruno taking turns lashing one Bobby the Brain Heenan. Also on the card, the newfound team of the Strike Force, Tito Santana and Rick Martel defeating the Islanders. As we move on to Des Moines, Iowa, and the Veterans Memorial Auditorium September the 6th, Scott Casey over Tiger Chung Lee, Rick Rude defeating Outback Jack, it's Morocco again over Orton, Superstar Graham defeating Butch Reed on a disqualification, the Killer Bees defeating the new Dream Team, when Brunzel scoring in the win over Dino Bravo there, and Dan Spivey as a substitute for Coco Beware. Spivey subbing in as a babyface here in Iowa. He's going to go to a double countout with Dangerous Danny Davis. And in the main event, subbing for Kamala this week, it's Ravishing Rick Rude, his opponent Randy Savage. So, wow, all the way back in September of 87. If only this was on tape, guys. Macho Man Randy Savage defeating Ravishing Rick Rude. Sounds like a fun one there in Des Moines. And then, well, listen to this. It's basically the same card four nights in a row. September 7th, Cedar Rapids, Iowa at the Five Seasons Center. September 8th in Davenport, Iowa at the Palmer Auditorium. 
then September the 9th in Hammond, Indiana at the Civic Center, and September the 10th as well in Decatur, Illinois at the Civic Center. Same card every night, listen to this, Sam Houston over Jose Estrada, the Dingo Warrior running strong here over Terry Gibbs, Dan Spivey picking up a win every night over Steve Lombardi, the new Dream Team over the team of Jim Powers and Paul Roma, Bam Bam Bigelow defeats Sika, subbing for the now-departed Kamala, so so the WWF making no efforts to protect Sika heading into the Saturday night's main event for these house show crowds. Also on the cards here, these four consecutive nights, it was the Birdman Coco Beware pinning Dangerous Danny Davis, and in the main event, WWF Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the Killer Bees in steel cage matches. Another interesting main event I would have liked to have seen. The only difference on any of these cards, guys, these four nights, was Bam Bam Bigelow, we talked about him scoring a win over Sika. Well, the first night, September the 7th, it was actually Bam Bam over Kim Chi instead. The other three nights, it was indeed Sika the Wild Samoan. As we move on to Binghamton, New York at the Broome County Arena, September the 9th in front of 950 fans. Sounds like a sea show to me. Let's see, it's Brady Boone over Frenchie Martin. Mike Sharp pinning David Sammartino. Haven't seen that name until now here in the month of September. Siviafi teaming with SD Jones over the team of the Shadows. Plus his junkyard dog over Hercules on a disqualification. Outlaw Ron Bass pinning Lanny Poffo. Brutus Beefcake battling the one-man gang to a double disqualification in a hair versus hair match. Wow. Now had the beefer won, he would have gotten to shave the head of the Doctor of Style Slick. And if the gang won, well, we would have seen a bald barber. But instead, double disqualification. As only the WWF knows how to screw everyone involved. And in the final match of the night here in Binghamton, it's the Strike Force once again picking up a win over the Islanders. As we move on to Topeka, Kansas in the Kansas Expo Center for September the 11th, it's Sam Houston over Jose Estrada, the Dingo Warrior again defeating Terry Gibbs, Dan Spivey over Steve Lombardi, Women's Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre, Coco Beware pinning Dangerous Danny Davis, and the Killer Bees over the team of Sika and Kim Chi. Kim Chi subbing for Kamala, so Kamala causing a lot of monkey wrenches here in the plans as the Bees defeat Sika and Kim Chi instead. And in the main event, IC champion Honky Talk Man defeating George the Animal Steel. Steel also acting as a substitute, this time for Jake the Snake Roberts. And then we move on also September the 11th at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey. 7,000 fans out here for this one. For a fun card that included special delivery Jones over Frenchie Martin, Roma and Powers defeating the Shadows, Outlaw Ron Bass over Siviafi, Hercules defeating Scott Casey with the Torture Rack Backbreaker. So it looks like Hercules may be moving back away from that full Nelson hold. Also on the card, this was interesting, Ravishing Rick Rude, scoring a win over the British Bulldogs' Davy Boy Smith. Davy Boy has a couple of interesting matches here against some of the Heenan family members throughout the month of September. Rick Rude being the first. Again, another match I would have loved to have seen. And up next on the card, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, scheduled to take on this man, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. All right, the World Wrestling Federation returns to New Jersey, East Rutherford at the Meadowlands Arena, Friday night, September the 11th. Tremendous car. Get your tickets in advance. Finally, a big break for the new dream team of Greg DeHammer, Valentine, and Dino Bravo. They have a shot at the Tag Team Champions of the World, the Hart Foundation, and those titles very much will be on the line. Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, along with his sidekick, Virgil DiBiase, will be going against this World Wrestling Federation superstar from San Francisco, California. Come on in, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I call you the San Francisco Clippers, you know. In the Meadowlands on September the 11th, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You see the way he's spending that money? 
Well, the guy goes on the philosophy, Gene, that every man has his price. Everybody can be bought and sold like mm. a piece of dirt or something, you know. This guy has got a serious attitude problem. Got a guy named Virgil walking around, throwing money around. He thinks he's going to use the barber as a stepping stone, as a springboard to the top. He wants the top shot. Well, I got news. I'm going to cut you out of the picture, my boy. All the hundreds and dollar bills in the world won't save you when the clippers start clipping and the strut starts strutting. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to tell you this, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, comes to the World Wrestling Federation with some fantastic credentials. There's no doubt about it. The man is definitely a top man in the field. He is a good wrestler. He is a strong individual. But I'm burning like a fire out of control, like a wildfire. And you're never going to be able to put me out, and you're never going to be able to stop me. All right, get ready. We're going to be in the Meadowlands at the arena Friday night, September the 11th. Don't miss it. So we hear from the barber, but it doesn't do him any good here as it is the million-dollar man scoring the win over Brutus Beefcake as we roll on. More action on the show. We're going to see the Hart Foundation, tag team champion Hart Foundation. It's heels versus heels as the Hart's going to battle the new dream team to a double countout. And then also on the card, Paul Orndorff looking to exact a little revenge against his former Heenan family as he takes on King Kong Bunny. But right now, we're going to send you off to a couple of promos here from Mr. Wonderful and new manager, Oliver Humperdinck. All right, we're going to be back over the Meadowlands Arena Friday night, September the 11th, 8 o'clock start. Get your tickets in advance. Come on in, Oliver Humperdinck. Paul Orndorff fired Bobby Heenan, hired you to be his manager. Now, isn't it ironic that Mr. Wonderful is going to be going against Heenan family member King Kong Bundy in the Meadowlands September the 11th? I particularly love it because everything that goes around in life comes back to you one way or another. And at the Meadowlands, the greatest wrestling arena in the whole entire world. We're coming there with one thing in mind. When I put Mr. Wonderful into the ring with that big overbloated King Kong Bundy and he just starts to pull his hair out at ringside there, I'm going to have a great big laugh. I'm going to love every minute of it because, Heenan, it's my goal in life to make you miserable, and I've done it so far that I've been here in the WWF, and I'm going to continue doing it until I drive you completely out of the WWF, and it's all coming to the Meadowlands when I stick Mr. Wonderful, the new and oh, all right. The Wonderful new Mr. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Well, just think of it this way. You don't think for one minute that the New York Giants are a bunch of nice guys out there, do you? Do you think Lawrence Taylor, the greatest linebacker in football today, is a nice guy? Well, think of me as a Lawrence Taylor in the WWF. I'm not a very nice guy, and the people in the Meadowlands ain't like that kind of stuff. I don't mind picking up chairs. I don't mind picking up an old Oh, and all this and all that. I don't mind picking up a cane from a little old lady. I'll do whatever I have to do to win a match. And King Kong Bundy, you're going down. Bobby Heenan, you think about the past. All right, right. he is hitting the most in Bundy and the Meadowlands Friday night, September the 11th. All right, fans, we're going to be over in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Meadowlands Arena Friday night. Friday night with an 8 o'clock start. You have the entire week to get your tickets, but I strongly suggest you get them in advance. Oliver Humperdinck, come on in. Yes, Mr. Wonderful, your man, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff on Friday night goes against Heenan family member King Kong Bundy. You know, Mean Gene, in this business of professional wrestling, things happen overnight. And as everybody knows by now, Kempatera suffered a very serious injury. Well, let me tell you something. When the spot came up, to put my man's name on a contract with anybody that it was associated with Bobby Heenan in any way. 
I jumped at the chance, and here it came to the Meadowlands Arena. And boy, did I jump on it. When there was a spot open, I said, Mr. Wonderful will go there, and he'll take King Kong Bundy and stretch him every way and turn him every way but loose, and it's going to happen. As sure as I'm talking to you Friday, September 11th, here's a man right here who's going to get the job done, Mr. Wonderful <laughs> Paul Orndorff, brother. We're rolling. You know something, like I said earlier, the Giants, the New York Giants, didn't go out there and be world champions by being a bunch of babies. Nope. They went out there by being men. They went out there with the attitude of defeating people, hurting people, and winning that Super Bowl. They put their mind to it, and they did just that. Well, you know something, Bobby Heenan? When I fired you on national TV, I know exactly how you felt. The humiliation that you go through when things like this happen to you, when the tide is turned. Well, not only am I going to do that, but I am going to beat King Kong Bundy and add further humiliation to you and the Heenan family. All right, get ready. Friday night on the Lions, 8 o'clock start. Don't miss it. And these matches are originally supposed to be Kim Patera taking on Bundy on the house shows, but we know Patera's out with that torn tendon, so instead, Orndor fills in and it makes perfect sense as he just turned babyface on the Heenan family and it makes a better match anyway. It's Paul Orndorff over King Kong Bundy here on a disqualification. As we continue on, the following day, September the 12th, Joe Louis Arena, Detroit, Michigan, 3,000 fans here to see Sam Houston over Jose Estrada, the Dingo Warrior pinning Terry Gibbs. Dingo now rocking Scandal's The Warrior as his theme music. Also on the card, Dan Spivey over Frenchie Martin. Hacksaw Jim Duggan returns to the World Wrestling Federation. Hey, that's not fair. DeMelt said it was in Nassau, but I got results here in Detroit of Hacksaw Duggan scoring a win over Dangerous Danny Davis, so take that, Melts. Duggan apparently subbing in for Jake Roberts there in Detroit. Also, it's Demolition defeating the team of Roma and Powers. Women's champion, Sensational Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. Coco Beware back in action over the outlaw Ron Bass. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff battling new nemesis ravishing Rick Rude to a double countout. And IC champion, Honky Tonk Man, scoring a win over Randy Savage by DQ after Randy Savage taking the megaphone from Jimmy Hart and using it as a weapon. Caught by the official, Savage getting disqualified, Honky Tonk Man going to steal a DQ victory here over the Macho Man. As we move on, also September the 12th, Boston Garden, Boston, Massachusetts, in front of 14,314 fans, so you can kind of guess who's on this card here. Televised on the New England Sports Network, included Gorilla Monsoon, Lord Alfred Hayes, Pete Doherty, the Duke of Dorchester, all on commentary for this one. But before Doherty joins commentary, he actually works a matchup here. As we see the Duke of Dorchester in the opener, scoring a win over leaping Lanny Poffo. Poffo going for the moonsault, but landing on the knees of the Duke before Duke dropping a backbreaker on Poffo, scoring the surprise and certainly upset win. Doherty claiming that's his final match's retirement match, but simply not to be. We'll see the old Duke pop back up for the next couple years here in the Boston area. Also on the card here in the Boston Garden, it's Scott Casey teaming with SD Jones over the team of the Shadows. Steve Lombardi even picking up a win over C.V. Afi. Afi going for a running body block. Lombardi using the momentum to roll over on top, hook the tights, and steal the win. Surprise victory there. Lombardi over C.V. Afi. Writings on the wall for Afi, you have to think. And then up next on the card... WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Hey, with 14,000 fans in the arena, you knew it was coming, guys. Hulk Hogan defending his title against Killer Khan. And right now, we're going to listen to champion and challenger. 
All right, Boston Garden tonight, 8 o'clock start. Box office open right now. Tremendous, I mean tremendous, World Wrestling Federation action on tap for tonight. Davy Boy Smith from the British Bulldogs to meet Hercules from the Bobby Heenan family. Speaking of the Heenan family, the King Harley Race. A family member to meet George the Animal Steel. Tag Team Champions, Hearts tonight with a big title defense. Over 800 pounds combined weight challenging the Hearts. I'm talking about Kamala and Sika. Brutus, the Barber Beefcake tonight squares off against the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh, Hulk Hogan, you have got to be ready for tonight at the Boston Garden, your title defense. I know what you've been doing tonight. Killer Khan challenging you for the gold for the heavyweight crown. Well, you know, it's been crazy in the Boston Garden before, but I hope all my Hulkamaniacs are ready for this, man. The Green Mongolian slop, the fact that I've been hanging and banging at World Gym and Medford day and night, it all adds up to one thing. Pearl Harbor attack, even Stephen Killer Khan. You know, I've hung and bung in some of the greatest places in the world, but I've never hung and bung 40,000 leagues under the sea, brother. We all know about the Titanic. Never supposed to go down. What's down, brother? Way down. Just like you, Killer Khan. The man that was supposed to wipe me out. They had all the odds on favorites, all the critics, all the promoters, all the wrestling fans saying, you're the only one that could do it. You're going down, brother. You're going down just like the Titanic. But I want to tell you something extra special. You see that goofy haircut he's got? Oh, is that a, is that a weirdo haircut? Yeah, that's kind of strange, brother. I made a special appointment at Brutus Beefcake's Poodle Parlor, located in the World Gym in Medford. After I bust this fat chap up, I'm throwing him over my shoulder, going on down to Medford. We get an appointment, brother, to clean you up. Well, I hope Brutus can do something yeah. with that hair. Heavyweight champ tonight. Time of defense at the Garden, 8 o'clock sharp. Don't miss all right, tonight down at the Boston Garden, tremendous World Wrestling Federation action. By the way, box office over to the Boston Garden right now for the big one that starts at 8 tonight. Boston Garden tonight, heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan with a title defense. I don't think it's going to be a, a pretty one. Mr. Fuji, come on in. Mr. Fuji, tonight here in the Boston Garden, your man Killer Khan will be meeting Hulk Hogan for all the marbles, so to speak, the world's heavyweight title. That's right, boy son, Hogan son, tonight... We will finish job. What we've done to you in Snake Pit, we will do it again. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Mr. Fuji. I'm going to call you on the carpet right there. Are you insinuating, are you suggesting for a minute that tonight in the Boston Garden against Hulk Hogan, Killer Khan is going to use the Green Mongolian Mist? Perhaps, because I've seen you, big boy. Big boy, you are screaming in pain, crying like little Hulkstar you are. <laughs> it's so funny. So tonight, you really be screaming when you see this man from Mongolia, Killer Khan. <laughs> you, you, you think it's funny to see somebody scream in pain and agony? Oh, it gives Mr. Fuji goosebump, you see. You see, when that thing happened, when Hogan's up there on his knees begging, I love it. When Khan is grabbing muscle and tear out one muscle at a time, oh, Mr. Fuji is so happy. Happy. Happy? Yes. Mr. Fuji, you're sick. You're not happy. You're sick. Well, you see, when Khan slap face every time with hand, Yes. That's Mongolian facial job, boy son. And also you, Hogan-san, will have same thing, but only with more power. Because in gym, he's training very, very hard. You're really tough on the butt, Mr. Fuji. I know what you put the man through. It's incredible. <laughs> That's why sometimes he don't know what he's thinking. I do thinking for him. 
Yeah, what I tell, he lifts in. You wanna talk to Khan? Killer Khan tonight. Hulk Hogan for you. He doesn't have a clue, does he? No, he's in different space because I'm making hypnotize. <laughs> You're too much, Mr. Fuji. Ladies and gentlemen, the Boston Garden tonight, 8 o'clock. Hulk Hogan with the time to the fence. This man, Killer Khan, to challenge. And here it is, big time matchup. If you lived in the market, you saw Khan spray that green mist on the set of the snake pit into the eyes of the Hulkster. Hulk Hogan coming for revenge here, defeating Killer Khan, Fuji in his corner in about 10 minutes of action. Hogan scoring the win with a leg drop after blocking Killer Khan's mist. Khan tried to spew the mist, but Hogan had seen enough TV, brother and he blocks it with his hands, then uses the green on his hands, rubbing it into the eyes of Khan, blinding Khan with his own mist. Pretty clever spot. And then Hogan dropping Khan for landing the leg drop and scoring the victory there. And then we roll on. This match, this is a fun one. Another interesting matchup featuring Davy Boy Smith in singles action as it's Hercules picking up the win over Davy Boy by submission with the full Nelson. Now, prior to that, Davy Boy had tried that Dynamite Kid-style diving headbutt. Didn't work out for him. Hercules taking advantage, locking in that full Nelson, and I hate to call it a submission win, more of a KO victory than anything here. It's Hercules picking up a win over Davy Boy Smith, and I posted a few pictures from this matchup on my social media. Go check it out. looks really cool. Kind of surreal to see Davy Boy out there taking on Hercules one-on-one. As we move on, Ted DiBiase is scheduled to take on Brutus the Barber Beefcake, but first we have a promo lined up with the Million Dollar Man. All right, tonight we're going to be at the Boston Garden, 8 o'clock start as I speak to you right now. The box office is open at the Boston Garden for the tremendous World Wrestling Federation card tonight. Heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, tonight to defend against Killer Khan and his green Mongolian mist Khan, managed by Mr. Fuji. Another title defense tonight for the tag team champions. Hearts, their biggest title defense to date. When I say big, I mean big. Kamala and Sika are challenging them tonight. King Harley race to meet George the Animal Steel. The mighty Hercules from the Bobby Heenan family goes against British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith. Virgil, come on in with that with that long green. Million Dollar Mad Ted DiBiase coming in from Cape Cod tonight to go against none other than Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That's right, Mean Gene. And this is not beauty school, Beefcake. I tell you what, I got enough money I can buy and sell you. I might just bring me a pair of sheep shears to the ring. Or a great big pair of those hedge clippers. You want to get cute with a pair of scissors? Virgil is always standing by, and he knows what to do when somebody gets out of line with the Million Dollar Man. This is going to be a wrestling contest. That's what the marquee says. Professional wrestling, not beauty school, not barber school, and you are looking at the class athlete in the World Wrestling Federation today. You're a stepping stone beefcake. I'm going right over you and right to the top. Hulk Hogan, you better watch this match real close. You better watch me every chance you get the opportunity because I am coming after you, Bruce. Get ready, brother, because I'm coming for you. Eugene, you don't need a haircut. You need a rug. Why don't you go get you a rug? Ah, please, that's not my trip. I thank you very much, Million Dollar Man. What kind of a rug could you get for $200? Tonight, Boston Garden, 8 o'clock, Brutus the Barber Beefcake to go against Ted DiBiase. Don't you dare miss it. What an insult. All right, and there it was, Ted DiBiase sounding confident moving into this matchup, and he should be because it is the Million Dollar Man scoring a pinfall victory over Brutus the Barber Beefcake, although the match going eh, a little too long. 14 minutes, a tad too long for a Beefcake match, but not terrible here as DiBiase picking up the win, rolling Beefcake up using the tights for leverage after Virgil had tripped Beefcake up from the floor. 
So it took a little added help from Virgil there on the outside, but DiBiase scoring the win nevertheless. As we roll on more action here in Boston, George the Animal Steel scoring a win over the King Harley race on a DQ in about seven minutes' time after a race caught hitting Steel with a steel chair. You can't really blame the King. It was Steel who threw the chair into the ring before a race wound up using it, but it was kind of fun post-match. George Steele wearing the crown of the King made for some more fun pictures. I uploaded to social media as well. And also on the card here, Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the team of Sika and Mr. Fuji subbing for Kamala. Damn you, Kamala. All of these great matches. You leave at the very wrong time. You have a match slated with Hogan on Saturday night's main event. Matches with the Macho Man on the house shows. And this would have been on TV, televised on the New England Sports Network. We could have seen the Heart Foundation take on Kamala. And boy, that would have been fun. But instead, it's the Tag Champ Heart Foundation over the team of Sika and Mr. Fuji. And Fuji scooping the anvil up pretty impressively for a body slam. But Bret Hart dropkicking Neidhart in the back, sending Neidhart down on top of Fuji. And the Hart Foundation going to pick up the win and retain the titles. As we have even more action September the 12th, busy day here in the WWF in front of 4,800 fans at the Auditorium in West Palm Beach, Florida. Going to see Chung Lee over David San Martino. Morocco defeats Orton. The One Man Gang over the Junkyard Dog. Bam Bam Bigelow defeats Iron Mike Sharp. The Islanders defeat the Strike Force this time around. Plus, it's Brady Boone over Barry Horowitz. King Kong Bunny defeats Outback Jack. Ooh, I had to laugh at that one, guys. That sounds fun. And the Natural Butch Reed defeating Superstar Graham. Now, you guys might be saying, wait a minute. Graham and Reed in the main event? This sold 4,800 fans? Now, just listen to me for a moment. Billy Graham and Butch Reed were both at one time top names there in the Florida Territory. And now I don't have full results for this, but a couple of interesting or fun matches here. Lansing, Michigan on September the 13th on the undercard at Sensational Sherry, successfully defending her title over the fabulous Mula, but also on the card, listen to this one, Tag Team Champions, the Hart Foundation, defeating the team, are you ready for this, of the Dingo Warrior and Dan Spivey. Wow, the Ultimate Warrior and Dan Spivey. A hybrid of the Blade Runners and the Skyscrapers. Think about that. But it's the Hart Foundation picking up the win. I don't know if it's by countout. I don't really know what the story is here. I don't have the actual finish, but it does report that Dan Spivey walked out on his partner, the Warrior. So could the Warrior have done a job to the Hart Foundation? Interesting. As we continue on, September the 13th, 3,500 fans out here at the Nassau Coliseum. Sounds a little low. Long Island, New York out here to see six-man midget action. Cowboy Lang, the Karate Kid, and Pepe Gonzalez. Shouldn't they be Pepe Gomez? Scoring the win over the team of Lord Littlebrook, Little Tokyo, and Killer Cruz. Also here in Long Island, C.V. Afi over Frenchie Martin, Killer Khan downing S.D. Jones. It's Demolition over the team of Powers and Roma. George the Animal Steel defeating Harley Race yet again on a disqualification. Also on the card, there were a couple of matches scheduled to take place. Now they don't actually happen because we got a couple of guys out. Jake the Snake due to suspension, and then Kamal, of course, has left the company. So in their place, well, we're going to talk about it as we move along. It was originally supposed to be Jake the Snake Roberts taking on Dangerous Danny Davis. Now, we do have a soundbite queued up here for Davis, a smug Davis, walking in to take on Jake the Snake Roberts. But just remember the match. It doesn't go on as planned because Jake the Snake out of action due to suspension. But we'll talk about his replacement on the other side of this Danny Davis promo. All right, a couple of weeks from tomorrow night, get ready. We're going to be back in Long Island out in Uniondale, the Nassau County Coliseum. What a phenomenal, phenomenal card. Kamala squares off against Macho Man Randy Savage. Savage to be led to the ring by his manager, the lovely Elizabeth. Jake Roberts is going to be going against my guest at this time. 
former referee, now part of the Hart Foundation of other arrogant and confident Danny Davis. Welcome back to the Big Apple. Of course I'm confident. Jake the Snake, congratulations. You finally found the courage somewhere in his heart to face dangerous Danny Davis. You put your name on the line and we're ready for you. And I do mean we are ready for you. What do you mean by we? I think that, that deserves some explanation. You know, we just don't go into a match blind. Jimmy Hart and myself, we sit down and we analyze each and every individual that signs a contract against dangerous Danny Davis. You bring that snake with you, you bring yourself, because we're ready for you. We have a big surprise for you, Jake the Snake, a big surprise. You know, I like surprises. Maybe you could share with me. Give me just a, an inkling, some kind of an idea, what you've got in mind for Jake Well, Robert. recently, I have been introduced to wearing boots. Boots? Western boots, different types of hides, different types of skins. Uh. Oh, I get that. Very good. Danny Davis to meet Jake the Snake Roberts out at the Nassau County Coliseum Sunday night, September the 13th. Don't you dare miss it. So the dangerous one sounding smug walking into this matchup reportedly to take on Jake the Snake Roberts, but instead with Roberts out, he's replaced by Hacksaw Jim Duggan, his second night back here in the company. And it is the Hacksaw picking up the win here over dangerous Danny Davis. And then in the main event, it was supposed to see Macho Man Randy Savage going one-on-one with Ugandan headhunter Kamala, but with Kamala gone, Sika going to replace Kamala again here in Long Island this time. But that's not going to stop us, guys, from listening to a couple promos from the Macho Man. All right, fans here in the greater New York City area, once again, we're going to be back out on Long Island, the Nassau County Coliseum, Sunday night, September the 13th, 7.30 p.m. start. And Kamala will be facing this man. He is a former intercontinental champion, Sir Macho Man Randy Savvy. I like this. Real formal, man. You've got the big man from Uganda. Yeah, and you never turn the big man down. Yeah, never turn the big man down. Unless, unless you uh, got pain on your face, yeah. And you're going after a reputation that you can't handle, yeah. Kamala, yeah. Take a walk on the wild side. It's never been personified like it is now. And on that Sunday, yeah, Nassau Coliseum. Let it happen, yeah. Macho Madness from one end of Nassau Coliseum all the way to the other end of Nassau Coliseum. And everywhere in between, Elizabeth, yeah, leading the Macho Man down the aisle, Up yeah. to the ring. This is the big one. This is the one where survival, yeah, survival. Hold that telephone right now. Nothing stops me now, because I'm concentrating. Yeah, hang up. Who is it? It must be Fuji, huh? You're worried, aren't you? Yeah, who's zooming who, Fuji? Yeah, Elizabeth can beat you. And I can beat Kamala. That's all macho madness. All right, very good. Nassau County Coliseum out of Uniondale, Sunday night, September the 13th, 7.30 p.m. Join us if you can. All right, out on Long Island, the home of the New York Islanders, the Nassau Coliseum. Next Sunday night, September the 13th, 7.30 p.m., great card. Next Sunday night, he will be led down the aisle up to the ring by his manager, the lovely Elizabeth. I'm talking about the macho man, Randy Savage. Next Sunday, the 13th, out on Long Island, your opponent, Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter. Yeah, now in perspective, I got you now, Kamala. Yeah, the Ugandan giant, but uh, guess what? Macho madness, looking for that feather in the cap, yeah. I'm going to take you all the way home, Ugandan giant. And Fuji on the outside, possibly, maybe, yeah. Elizabeth probably can be Fuji right there with a hair roller to the side of the head. I, I believe it. Complete danger, though, Kamala. Don't kid yourself, Oakland. Over. And I can't kid myself either. 
Over 400 pounds, Macho Man. I got to point that out. Over 400 pounds, yeah. So the momentum and the heaviness of the situation is in complete, utter uncontrol, yeah. But I'm not in control either, yeah. I'm coming to Nassau Coliseum, and I'm coming wild, yeah. You, Kamala, you're going to go down. One, two, three. Macho Man to stop. All right, get ready. That's next Sunday night out at the Nassau Coliseum. Don't miss it. Randy Savage sounding pumped. He's going to take on all comers and anyone. Doesn't matter who gets in there, whether it's Kamala or someone else. And it winds up being, like I said, the Wild Samoan here. And we see the Macho Man Randy Savage pick up the win here in the main event, pinning the Samoan Sika. Also September the 13th, Miami, Florida at the Knight Center. It's David San Martino scoring a win, maybe his first, I'm not sure, here in 1987. It's San Martino over Joe Murdo. Tiger Chung Lee pins Brady Boone. King Kong Bundy downing Outback Jack Bam Bam Bigelow over Barry Horowitz. The Rock, Don Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton. The Islanders over the Strike Force. And in the main event, Superstar Graham and tag team partner JYD. Interesting. Picking up a win over the one-man gang and natural Butch Reed. Then from there, it's on to September the 14th, New Haven, Connecticut at the Coliseum. 2,800 fans out to see Jerry Allen over George Scotland. That's an interesting opener. Also, six-man midget action once again. Cowboy Lang, Karate Kid, Pepe Gonzalez over the team of Lord Littlebrook, Little Tokyo, and Killer Cruz. Then we got another killer on the show, Killer Khan over C.B. Afi, plus Superstar Graham defeating Butch Reed on a DQ after Slick's interference. Brutus the Barber Beefcake battling the King Harley race to a 20-minute draw. Had to be like pulling teeth for the king there. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase defeats longtime friend, now rival here in the WWF. It's DiBiase pinning the Junkyard Dog after Dog being tripped up on the outside by the Bodyguard Virgil. And in the main event, another heel versus heel tag team match. Heart Foundation, boy, are they really running the gauntlet here. It's the Hearts battling Demolition to a double disqualification in what I believe is Demolition's first ever WWF title shot. The Demos and the Hearts, both heels here in the fall of 87. That would have been awesome. So the WWF getting a little creative here, trying out some new matchups. As we move on to the Bradford High School in Kenosha, Wisconsin on September the 14th, Outback Jack over Barry Horowitz. Brady Boone defeating Steve Lombardi. It's the one-man gang over Leaping Lanny Poffo. Sherry Martell defeating Velvet McIntyre. Powers and Roma again over the Shadows. It's Bam Bam Bigelow defeating King Kong Bunny on a countout. And in the main event, wow, here in a high school? Macho Man Randy Savage defeating the Wild Samoan Sika against subbing for Kamala. And then up next, we're off to a pair of WWF TV tapings for the next couple of days, September the 15th. In front of 9,000 fans, Peoria, Illinois, at the Civic Center, a WWF Superstars taping. Going to see some of these matches. Matchup slated for Spotlight on September the 26th, Sika over SD Jones. Commentary for that one done by Bruce Pritchard, Jimmy Hart, and Mike McGurk. Ugh. Also here in Peoria, slated to air on All-American October the 4th, George the Animal Steel over Brian Costello with the Flying Hammerlock. Commentary for this one, Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and... Oliver Humperdinck. Then from there, it'll make air October the 8th on Primetime Wrestling. Outlaw Ron Bass defeating Leaping Lanny Poffo. Again, commentary from Pritchard McGurk and Humperdinck for that one. Also, here's some dark matches as part of the Superstars taping. With Kamala out, it's the Rougeau Brothers in. The Rougeau Brothers defeating tag team champions. The Hart Foundation on a countout. So as part of these TV tapings, it was supposed to be the Hearts taking on Kamala and Sika. Instead, the Rougeaus picking up a win here albeit on a count out, so the titles do not change hands. 
As we go on, listen to this one. The Rock Don Morocco pinning Cowboy Bob Orton in a match where the finish was botched. Thus, the match had to be redone later in the evening with the same finish yet again. No shocker there. Also here in Peoria as part of the tapings, Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man over the Macho Man. A bit of an upgrade here. Savage subbing for Davey Boy Smith in this one. So the fans expecting Honky Tonk versus the Bulldog, but instead it's Honky Tonk going up against the Macho Man and the champion going to get the win here on a disqualification after Savage decks the referee. And then in the main event of the night, WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one-man gang. As we move on to the following night, Rockford, Illinois, the Metro Center, September the 16th in front of 6,800 fans for a wrestling challenge taping. Few matches taped here for primetime wrestling, September the 24th primetime, in fact. Going to see George Steele over the King Harley race on a disqualification after interference from the mighty Hercules. Also slated to air on the September 24th primetime, the Magnificent Morocco battling outlaw Ron Bass to a double disqualification. Then from there, scheduled to air on the October 1st edition of primetime, we'll see the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase pin Jacques Rougeau. Now what we won't see is post-match, DiBiase going to offer to pay a kid in the audience $300 to do a certain amount of push-ups. But once the kid finishes, DiBiase denies giving the little boy the money. But moments thereafter, Hack saw Jim Duggan coming ringside, attacking DiBiase, clearing DiBiase and Virgil from the ring, and then Duggan taking the money left over, the $300 that was promised to the young boy, Duggan handing the money off as promised to the fan. And as I said, now the match, DiBiase over Jacques, will make air on primetime October the 1st, but this altercation with Duggan will not. Also in dark matches as part of the challenge taping, it's Sam Houston over Terry Gibbs, the Dingo Warrior, defeating Steve Lombardi, Randy Savage over Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man on a disqualification, and WWF Champion Hulk Hogan pinning Killer Khan after once again rubbing the mist into the eyes of Khan and then dropping the big leg to score the win there. As we roll on to Kansas City, Missouri in the Kemper Arena, September the 17th, 6,000 fans here to see Bob Orton over Jerry Allen, Nikolai Volkov pins Scott Casey, Don Morocco battling Killer Khan to a double DQ, it's Butch Reed over superstar Billy Graham, Strike Force back in the winning side of things over the Islanders, this time on a countout, Women's Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre, Tag Team Champion Heart Foundation over the Killer Bees, and in the main event, WWF Champion Hulk Hogan scoring a win over the King Harley Race inside a steel cage. You guys may be asking, where did this come from? Well, we're in race's old stomping grounds of Kansas City, Missouri. Hometown hero and longtime promoter, along with Bob Geigel of that Central States territory, it's Hogan over Harley Race in a steel cage. Also, September the 17th, Sam Houston over Barry Horowitz. Olympia Hunter, female wrestler scoring a win over Judy Martin. Ravishing Rick Rude over S.D. Jones. Hacksaw Duggan over the Honky Tonk Man by disqualification. Honky caught using his guitar as a weapon there on the old Hacksaw. The team of Outback Jack and Leaping Lanny Poffo over the shadows. No wonder Lanny was trying his hand at doing commentary at this point. Then from there, it's Dan Spivey over Dangerous Danny Davis on a countout and Macho Man Randy Savage over the Mighty Hercules in the main event. 2,300 fans out there to see this show in Syracuse at the War Memorial. As we move on to the 18th of September, Rosemont Horizon, Chicago, Illinois. It's Cowboy Bob Orton over Jerry Allen. Hercules downing Don Morocco. Coco Beware over Nikolai Volkov. Ladies champion Sherry once again over Velvet McIntyre. It's Roma and Powers over the new Dream Team. Wow. Biggest win to date there if it was a pinfall indeed 
Roma and Powers over the new Dream Team there, Strike Force defeating the Islanders, Superstar Graham over the natural Butch Reed, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeating King Kong Bundy in an old-fashioned whipping match, Bobby Heenan handcuffed to Kim Patera ringside for that one. So once again, the brain getting the 10 lashes after the matchup there by Ken Patera and Mr. Wonderful. As we go on to the Beagley Center on September the 18th, Youngstown, Ohio, it's Dingo Warrior over Jose Estrada. Olympia Hunter accompanied the ring by local DJ AC McCullough. So Olympia Hunter defeating Judy Martin. Or is it Olympia Harder now is how it's spelled here in Youngstown. I haven't done any research on her and I apologize, guys. I'm actually going to go back and do so. Maybe I'll touch on her next week here on The Grenade. Also back here in the WWF, at least for the next couple of weeks, Brad Rangans back in town, teaming with Sam Houston here over the shadows. Dangerous Danny Davis pinning Dan Spivey after hitting him with brass knuckles. So Danny Davis pinning the monstrous Dan Spivey there in the ring. Also on the card, Demolition over the Rougeau brothers. George the Animal Steel battling outlaw Ron Bass to a double countout. Hacksaw Jim Duggan then also scoring a win over the Honky Tonk Man by a disqualification. So Honky going to retain that IC title. Now that matchup originally slated to see Honky defend the title against Jake the Snake Roberts. Now card subject to change. Jake the Snake suspended. Hacksaw Jim Duggan replaces him. But the WWF does keep one promise here. Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring inside a shark cage for this one. Duggan going to get the win over the Honky Tonk Man on a disqualification as we move on September the 18th, this time in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Spectrum front of 9,000 fans televised on the Prism Network, included Gorilla Monsoon and Dick Graham on commentary. Craig DeGeorge going to replace the Gorilla for the second half of the show here. As we kick things off, it's Barry Horowitz pinning Leaping Lanny Poffo. Horowitz countering a monkey flip out of the corner with an inverted atomic drop and then finishing things off with a nice-looking Russian leg sweep there. Horowitz over Poffo in about 12 and a half minutes. Also on the card, Frenchie Martin over Special Delivery Jones after reversing a small package and then using the tights for leverage. Then from there, Macho Man Randy Savage downing the King Harley race with a reverse rolling cradle. Also on the card, Scott Casey defeating Iron Mike Sharp with a bulldog. Brutus the Barber Beefcake over Ravishing Rick Root on a disqualification after Harley race with blatant interference here. Beefcake had Rick Root in the sleeper hold. Harley race out there to stop the Barber from scoring the win. And then post-match, Beefcake applying the sleeper hold to race before chasing both men off with scissors in hand. But we're not done yet, not even close. A stacked Spectrum card sees million-dollar man Ted DiBiase over the junkyard dog with a roll-up after JYD being tripped up on the outside by Virgil. But prior to the matchup, DiBiase attempted to give JYD $500 in order to take the night off. But JYD taking the money and then attacking Ted DiBiase instead, dog then handing the money out to the fans at ringside, in case you were wondering. Also on the card, Outback Jack over Tiger Chung Lee with the Bulldog. Tag Team Champion Hart Foundation defeating the Killer Bees at about 13 and a half minutes. Bret Hart scoring the win there over Jim Brunzel after Neidhart sweeping the legs out from under Brunzel, scooping the Hitman up, trying to bring him back in with a suplex from the apron. Neidhart tripping Brunzel up, Hitman falling on top, and the Hart Foundation picking up the win. I happened to just recently watch this matchup for the show, and I gotta say, great match as usual between these two teams. And then in the main event, WWF Champion Hulk Hogan defeating Killer Khan after once again blocking the mist and nailing the leg drop. As we continue on, I don't have the results for this one, but a few matches sounded fun here in Indianapolis, Indiana, Market Square Arena for September the 19th. Velvet McIntyre, no doubt, doing the job to ladies champion Sherry, but also on the card, it was Superstar Graham against Butch Reed, 
And in the main event, Paul Orndorff once again taking on King Kong Bundy in a whipping match in which Bobby Heenan was handcuffed to Bruno Sammartino at ringside for that one. As we roll on to Toledo, Ohio in the sports arena for September the 19th, the scheduled bout between Brutus Beefcake and Rick Rude did not take place as Beefcake actually came out to ringside on crutches to explain the reasoning why here. On the card in Toledo, however, once again, Olympia Hunter over Judy Martin. It's Dan Spivey defeating Steve Lombardi. Dingo Warrior over Jose Estrada. Sam Houston and Brad Rankins again team up over the Shadows. Demolition defeating the Rougeau brothers. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase over JYD. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat going to make a surprise return here for the night. Replacing Jake the Snake Roberts It's the Dragon over Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man on a disqualification. Again, Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring inside a shark cage. So a heck of a replacement there in Toledo, Ricky Steamboat, who we've only seen return to a couple of Madison Square Garden shows in New York City, and I believe a show as well in Los Angeles. But other than those two big cities, I think this is the first time we've seen the Dragon since he asked for all that time off. And the former champion, Steamboat, going to get the DQ win here over the current champion, the Honky Tonk Man. As we roll on September the 20th, Maple Leaf Gardens, Toronto, Ontario, featuring Gorilla Monsoon on commentary, along with a slew of others, including Bobby the Brain Heenan and Billy Red Lions. Canceled from this show, Seacott taken on Corporal Kirchner. No big loss, Kirchner gone from the company. But we do see Special Delivery Jones over Steve Lombardi with a roll-up. Cowboy Bob Orton defeating Scott Casey with the superplex. It's Coco Beware battling the King Harley race to a 25-minute time limit draw. Match goes almost 23 minutes, however. Coco Beware battling Harley race in a fun one, 25 minutes. Surprisingly good stuff. Not really surprisingly, but for where they are on the card, the guys worked pretty hard. I, I had fun watching it. Also here in Toronto, this actually makes air on an international episode of Wrestling Challenge, ravishing Rick Rude pinning Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Rick Rude intentionally shoving Orndorff into the referee before blasting him with a steel chair tossed in by one Bobby the Brain Heenan. Humperdinck standing ringside worthless out there as Rick Rude stealing the win over Mr. Wonderful. Also on the card, Dangerous Danny Davis over Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I don't have results for that one. That's the only match I can't seem to find, and it's unfortunate because I would have been interested to see if Danny Davis did indeed pin the barber there. Beefcake doing a few jobs as of late, I noticed, at least on the house shows, and then match to Harley Race on primetime as well. But we roll on here in Maple Leaf Garden. Don Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton. Orton working double duty here tonight. It was supposed to be Don Morocco taking on Kamala, another fun match we didn't get. Thanks, Kamala. And instead, we have to watch Orton work not one, but two matches here on the card. It explains his win earlier over Scott Casey, the Battle of the Cowboys. Here it is, Morocco over Orton on the DQ after Kim Chi interfered. I should note, Orton accompanied the ring by Kim Chi and his former manager, Mr. Fuji. Then from there, it's the new dream team over the team of Paul Roma and Jim Powers. Roma had Greg Valentine tied up in a reverse rolling cradle, but it was Bravo coming in and driving an elbow between the eyes of Roma, allowing Valentine to steal the win there. And in the final match of the night, Strike Force, Rick Martel, Tito Santana, over the Islanders on a countout after both teams were brawling on the floor, but Martel rolling back in the ring just in time to beat that 10 count. So the Strike Force will get a win here over the Islanders as we move on to Columbus, Ohio, and the Ohio Center, September the 20th. Ah, some old Georgia Championship Wrestling Territory stuff here. As the WWF once again invading Columbus, Sam Houston over Tiger Chung Lee, Jose Estrada over Jerry Allen, the Dingo Warrior defeating Barry Horowitz, ladies champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre, it's Demolition over the Rougeos, the Macho Man Randy Savage downing Hercules, one-man gang over George the Animal Steel on a DQ, and in the main event, 
Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, again taking on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This time, it's Honky Tonk over the Dragon, reportedly by pinfall here. And once again, Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring inside a shark cage. And things didn't go so well here for the Dragon in Columbus as Honky Tonk Man reportedly scored that win as we roll on to Madison Square Garden in the Big Apple, New York City, September the 21st, in front of 19,745 fans, a sellout crowd here at the Garden. Televised on the MSG Network, included Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary. Bobby Heenan also going to join in from time to time throughout the show. And listen to these results. It's Cowboy Scott Casey over Steve Lombardi, countering a hip toss into a nice bulldog there, picking up the win in about 12 minutes, Casey over Lombardi. Also on the card, Don Morocco pinning Cowboy Bob Orton. I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised the two men actually did the old Briscoe bridge up. That, that, that bridge up made famous by Ric Flair and Steamboat, where the two men are laying on top of one another and parallel to one another on the mat, and they bridge up to their feet into a backslide spot. They do that spot here, do Morocco and Orton, and they execute it pretty well. And then Orton looking for the pile driver here on Morocco, but Morocco backdropping Orton down, falling on top of him. It looks like Orton's going to try for a bridge up again, but to no avail, Morocco countering that pile driver with a backdrop, landing on top of Orton and scoring the win. And since this match is starting to make the rounds on the big arenas, you have to think the feud is just about over, which means the Cowboy won't be long here for the WWF moving forward. Also on the card, the Islanders defeating the team of Strike Force. Match goes about 14 minutes. Haku pinning Rick Martel with a diving headbutt after illegally switching places with the downed Tama in the ring. Haku coming in, stealing the victory there for the Islanders. A lot of people are saying, why isn't Strike Force going over here? They just formed the team. And I see that side of the argument. In fact, when I started reading these results, I was wondering the same thing. But as I started to think about it, the Islanders mean nothing, at least in this feud, if they don't score the win first. They've been a team a lot longer. And if you want this feud to go on, Again, the key word there being if. The Islanders need to go over at this point. And let's be fair, the Strike Force have won some of the matches on the house shows as well. Also here in MSG, Tiger Chung Lee pinning Brad Rangans with a shoulder breaker. And then right before intermission, World Wrestling Federation champion Hulk Hogan coming out to defend his title against the very large challenge of the one-man gang. And right now, i got a couple of Hulkster promos lined up for you guys to enjoy. All right, World Wrestling Federation action bounces back into the Big Apple, Madison Square Garden, Midtown, Monday night, September the 21st, 7.30 p.m. start. Great card. Honky Tonk Man, Intercontinental Champion to meet Jake the Snake Roberts, but uh-uh. No title on the line this time for those two. Strike Force, brand new Rick Martel, Tito Santana on the card. And watch out, New York City, here on the Big Apple, Madison Square Garden on September the 21st, a big Monday night. There's going to be some movement when you, Hulk Hogan, defend against the one-man gang. Talking about movement, brother, the people that own Madison Square Garden are freaking out, Jack. Because they know this time the garden may tumble down when the holster comes back and all those stark raving Hulkamaniacs go crazy. But, you know, this is just another night, just another fight for me, man. New York City's my place, my town where Hulkamania lives and runs wild. But as far as the one-man gang goes... He's no different than that sloppy Andre the Giant or the rest of those number one contenders, man. I beat up motorcycle games, chain games, and even our game when I was a little holster. What do you think the one-man gang's going to do about that? I don't know, but I'm sure he's going to be getting some input from his manager, Hope. You know who I'm talking about, the doctor of yeah. style, Slick. Well, if the Slickster decides to jump up in my face, 
in Madison Square Garden. I'll twist him up in a little teeny rod and use him as a toothpick and clean the one-man gang's fangs, brother. This is between you and me, gang. I'm gonna bust you up real bad, dude. Hulkamaniacs, the prayers, the trainings, the vitamins. Now it's time for the dirty work. What you gonna do when I run wild on you? All right, heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan, title defense, one-man gang to challenge here in New York, Madison Square Garden on the 21st the Big Monday Night. All right, back at the Big Apple here in New York City, a couple of weeks from Monday night, Monday night, September the 21st, Madison Square Garden. An extraordinary card. Do get your tickets in advance at the usual ticket outlets. The Honky Talk Band, the Intercontinental Champion to meet Jake the Snake Roberts, but uh-uh. No title on the line. Honky Tonk won't put it up. Strike Force, their brand new Rick Martel, Tito Santana, to meet the Islanders. Oh, New York City, come on. What in the world? I don't know if the one-man gang is going to be ready for this or not. Heavyweight champ Hulk Hogan, welcome back to the city. Where in the world have you been with a pump like that? Brother, I've been living in the heart of New York City. Everybody knows I hang out down on 48th and 8th at the Mid-City. And we all know about the one-man gang. Could have tried to steal the world from me, the world title New York City. Well, I've been confronted with some of my main Hulkamaniacs. And I got a secret battle plan for this dude. A secret battle? I haven't heard about this, Hulk. What in the world is it? Well, you know, when you get your oxygen cut off, man, you just drop to your knees, man. And when I show up to Madison Square Garden with the biggest pump on I've ever had, the Hulkamaniacs will be ready. They'll have their gas mask on. And when the pythons start hulking up, brother, when the triceps start blowing over the 24-inch mark, the oxygen in all of Madison Square Garden will be none. And then the one-man gang, seven foot tall, 460 pounds, will drop at the holster's feet, man. And as I cinch up and the oxygen goes away, the one-man gang will be my victim. And I will be the hunter. All right, get your oxygen masks. You heard it. From the champion, Hulk Hogan, title defense, one-man gang to challenge here in the garden. Monday night, September 21. The Hulkster ready for his next challenge? He's apparently slayed the Mongolian killer Khan. And up next here, it's the one-man gang standing across the ring from the Hulkster as we see Hulk Hogan battle the gang here to a double countout. Only after Slick got Hogan to come out to the floor. Hogan had actually power slammed, body slammed the gang, dropped him right in the middle of the ring, dropped the big leg, was looking for the finish. But slick for the distraction, leading to the fight out on the floor between the champion and the challenger, leading to the double countout. I'm going to assume they're going to bring this one back. But what a way to make your Madison Square Garden debut here for the one-man gang, challenging Hulk Hogan for the WWF title. And after that match, we head into intermission, which means a lot of dead time here on the show, which means a few promos lined up in the backstage area, one of which features the Doctor of Style Slick and his one-man gang. They're going to talk about their matchup with Hulk Hogan that just took place. In the dressing room area, along with the Slickster and the one-man gang, won a tremendous accounting by the one-man gang. Got a hand it to you, not many. And held Hulk Hogan to a draw. The double count on it, that is exactly well, let me what the one-man gang... Brother, let's get to set the record straight right now. I told you, and I told all the people, that Hulk Hogan could not defeat the one-man gang, and he didn't. Now I'm a little disappointed because the one-man gang doesn't have the crown around his waist. So therefore, I demand a rematch. And I know if Hulk Hogan's listening, he wants that rematch because he's been a great champion and he wants to know himself who's the better man. And you believe me next time, Hogan, 
It won't be a count out. It won't be a draw. The big man's gonna put you down, brother. Right, big man? Hey, man, out in that ring, I could feel that I was stronger than you, Hogan. I know I'm better than you. I took every shot you had to give me, and I was still standing. So if you're man enough, you give me a rematch. I don't want no draw. I'm not settled with it. I know I'm better than you, Hogan, and I can prove it. So just put your name on the dotted line, boy. Ha <laughs> ha! The one-man tag with a very impressive outing tonight, holding Hulk Hogan to a draw in a double countout. So there it is. Hogan didn't defeat the one-man gang, so you have to rest assured they're going to bring this match back. Also, while we're here in intermission, going to head backstage yet again. This time, Bobby the Brain Heenan standing by. Oh, 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 man. He did not come alone. Standing there with him, the eighth wonder of the world, the returning Andre the Giant. Hi, everyone. I'm Craig DeGeorge, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Later on... It'll be King Harley Race going up against Hillbilly Jim, but that not the topic this time, Bobby the Brain. Apparently, you have a big announcement. Well, not really an announcement. I don't know how to say this. I'm not at liberty right now to divulge everything. But what I'm going to get down to are the basics. I want you to understand this. Remember WrestleMania three? Now, if you don't remember, you go out to your stores, you buy the videotape, you rent the videotape. I'm sure you've all got it anyway. You run it back in slow motion, you'll see. In 60 seconds. Of the, of the start of that match, the first 60 seconds, this man defeated Hulk Hogan. He pinned him right in the middle of that ring. But no, he was robbed. The biggest travesty in the history of sports. Well, I'm putting something together right now. Something that's going to shock not only you, pal, you people out there, but the whole sports world. And I'm going to take a back seat and I'm going to watch. Because this man is here. Andre the Giant, the eighth wonder of the world. So Hogan, you and everybody else, get on your toes. Wipe that sweat off your neck. Because the brain's up to something. Something big, something important, and something that is going to bring me exactly what I want out of life. And I'm not even going to tell you what that is. All right, Brandon, as long as we have Andre here, would you mind if we ask him a question? Ask him. All right, uh, perhaps about this announcement. Andre? Okay, I just want to tell you one thing. That thing, when we come back in the ring, we prove you the giant is more than ready and is more hungry than ever. Because what happened in WrestleMania 3 never go happen again. But this time... I'll promise you one thing, I'll go get out of the ring and win it. And Hogan, I will be finished with you because I will chase you everywhere and every arena where we go. I promise you, wrestling fans, Hulk Hogan, I will be down. And this time, we'll put the belt on my waist. All right, the eighth one of the world, Andre the Giant. Remember one thing, he said he's hungry. Nobody can survive a hungry giant. And as that promo got going, I was kind of wondering, are we going to hear from Andre? But yes, indeed we do. It doesn't sound like Andre's done with wrestling or the WWF champion Hulk Hogan. As we come out of intermission here at MSG, it's the Rougeau brothers battling the new dream team to a 17-minute draw. So we come out of an intermission, and then we get nearly a 20-minute matchup between the Rougeaus and new dream team. So you could joke, you could argue this is more like a, a double intermission here. But I kid, I joke, I digress as we roll on. George the Animal Steel defeating Sika here. Sika once again replacing Kamala in this one. George Steel over Sika on a disqualification after Sika caught using a steel chair pretty early on, putting the fans out of their misery. As we roll on, listen to that very unique matchup here. King Harley Race scheduled to take on Hillbilly Jim. As we head backstage, we're going to hear from the Hillbilly. Rilla Monsoon here in the locker room interview area of Madison Square Garden with one of the Greatest athletes to come down to Pike in quite some time, referring to Hillbilly Jim, uh, 
who, incidentally, you have your work cut out for you here, Jimmy. Well, sir, you know, Gorilla, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's quite a thrill for me anytime I come here to Master Square Garden because, you know, this is the number one arena for wrestling in the whole world. This, you know that. Yes. this is it. Don't get no higher than this. And I'll tell you, it's going to be a double thrill for me tonight because uh, I'm going to get to what you call test myself tonight because not only am I going to be in Master Square Garden here before all these thousands of wonderful folks, but I'm going to step in the ring with what you call the self-proclaimed king. Now, he might not be everybody's king. He's not mine. He might not be yours. Not mine. But you have to give him this, Mr. Monsoon. He is one tough critter. And his reputation goes back for many years, and everybody that's ever stepped in the ring with Harley Race knows that that man will fight you tooth and nail, and I'm going to have to gear myself up and tighten these old jeans up and go right for him. Hey, Billy, what makes him even doubly dangerous is that he's got the weasel, Bobby the Brain Heenan, at ringside, who, incidentally, said to me several weeks ago that they were protesting because they felt that you had some objects that uh, need to be scrutinized that were inside these coveralls. No, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I've always been a man of my word, and I've always talked uh, talk to you just straight man for man, and I can tell you right now, I don't have no foreign objects on me. It's just what I feel comfortable in. This comes from when I was uh, raised up as a young boy. We used to get behind the bar and scuffle quite a bit. And I'll say this, uh, you know, Harley Race is a tough man, and there's nobody else that uh, that has as much experience as that fellow does. And why in the world he needs a little old scoundrel like this little old weasel? He, I never could figure it out. Skunk. Because skunk, yes, sir. He has been in everything, and there is not nobody in the world of professional wrestling has ever had to be in a ring with Bobby Heenan or him in a corner that has not been interfered with by Bobby Heenan. Well, Bobby Heenan is a little upset because 1987 has not been very good for him. He lost a crack at the World's Heavyweight yes, Championship. Sir. He blew that. He lost Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. He lost a whole lot of things. He doesn't have one champion yes. in his whole stable that he can say, I'm proud of this guy. He's always looking for respect for somebody, but never seems to get any. I want to wish you good luck. Uh, I know sometimes you don't need too much luck here, Billy. Well, uh, you've got all the ability to do it with. You've got the strength, the size, the power, and the fortitude. And that's thank most you, important. Thank you, all that action coming up right here in Madison Square Garden in just a moment. And there was Hillbilly Jim walking into this one to take on Harley Race, but it is the king indeed scoring the win here over Hillbilly Jim after a diving headbutt off the middle rope. And you talk about a sellout at the Garden. We already saw Hulk Hogan, the WWF champion in the ring, taking on the one-man gang, but also slated for the same show, Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man going one-on-one -on -one with Jake the Snake Roberts. But Jake, he's not here, guys, suspended. So instead, to close out the card, it's IC Champion Honky Tonk Man taking on the Macho Man Randy Savage. And right now, we're going to hear from the Macho Man. Well, Monsoon, once again in the interview area here at Madison Square Garden with the Hopeful. Uh, the camera's this way. Well, the camera is that way. Yeah. yeah. Sense of direction I've always had, but a little help along the way, just like a, a good quick shove is something nice to have. Yeah. Let's get down to facts here. Yeah. The time for the talking is over. The time mm -hmm. for the name calling is over. Right. The man who says he is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, referring to the honky-tonk man, yes. says that he's going to prove it right here. I'm an opportunist, Gorilla Monsoon, yeah. He started the name-calling type of thing, yeah, but when he mentioned the macho man Randy Savage's name personally, yeah, when he said greatest intercontinental heavyweight Has champion been, of all time, Has been. I try to block that out of my mind, but if you will tell me that right before I go down that aisle, it'll even be more pressure right, on right, the honky-tonk man. Yeah, Elizabeth will lead me down that aisle, and then MSG, those magic, uh, 
like three letters right together. Yeah, that's going to put electricity into what I already feel. Madison Square Gardens, honky tonk. You're looking at the macho man, Randy Savage. And we've walked down this aisle before against some pretty worthy contenders. And I set them back. Yeah, set them straight and set them back. Now you're looking at, uh, yeah, the future of the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt. You never know what you hid until you lost it. Yeah, but the belt is not on the line, man. You know what? But WrestleMania 3 was still a nightmare for the macho man, Randy Savage. Sure. I haven't forgotten it. Yeah. And if I lean on the honky-tonk man in front of 20,000-plus people out there, yeah, macho madness style, I think that that'll send a message all around the world that this man was talking, yeah, talking to someone that was out of his league. Yeah. I'm in the major leagues in the World Wrestling Federation, and you are not as good as I am. Made Tell some derogatory remarks about Elizabeth as well. Oh, yeah, well, let it all happen right here, because I'm going to be watching, spinning and watching. Yeah, I'm watching. Former right Intercontinental Heavyweight I Champion, the Macho right Man, now. Randy yeah. Savage, taking on the reigning champion, the Honky Tonk Man, coming up in and just I'm a gonna beat you, yeah. Savage sounding primed and ready for this one, as it is the Macho Man, Randy Savage, with the lovely Elizabeth in his corner, downing Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man, Jimmy Hart in his corner, Savage over Honky Tonk, with the flying elbow drop. Match goes about 12 minutes, Savage pinning the Intercontinental Champion. Unfortunately, it was a non-title match. But we know it can be done now. We've seen it right here on Film the Macho Man, picking up a pinfall victory over the IC Champion. As we continue on, Glens Falls, New York at the Civic Center, September the 22nd. Now, I don't have results for this show, but I did find one match pretty intriguing here. Hacksaw Jim Duggan returning home to Glens Falls to take on Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man. And we know Honky retains the title, but I'm assuming Duggan gets another win here by countout or disqualification. Also, September the 22nd, Tacoma, Washington at the Tacoma Dome. In front of just 1,700 fans, six-man midget action yet again, Cowboy Lang, Karate Chris Doobie, and Little Gomez. Shouldn't they be Pepper Gomez? Somebody needs to do their work here on these midget six-mans. They're all over the place with the names. But it is, I'm assuming, Cowboy Lang, the Karate Kid Chris Doobie, and Pepe Gomez defeating the team of Lord Littlebrook, Little Tokyo, and Little Coco this time. What happened to Killer, whatever the fuck his name was? I have no idea. As we go on here in Tacoma, it's Omar Atlas over Barry Horowitz, Brady Boone defeating Jose Estrada, Ravishing Rick Rude over Brutus the Barber Beefcake on a forfeit. So they announced the matchup, but Beefcake coming out on crutches, unable to compete, so they give Rick Rude the win by forfeit here. Also on the card, Bam Bam Bigelow over Iron Mike Sharp, Billy Jack Haynes pinning Crippler Rip Oliver, both men back home in their territory here. Rip Oliver obviously being used here because he's synonymous with the Portland Territory, as is Billy Jack Haynes. And it's Haynes pinning Oliver here on the card. Also, Coco Beware over Dangerous Danny Davis. JYD pins Nikolai Volkov. Demolition over the Killer Bees. And Bam Bam Bigelow picking up a win in a 17-man battle royal, where I don't know who the last man eliminated was, but it's reported that Rick Rude was the first man eliminated in that one. So Rick Rude basically has the night off, if that's true. The first man eliminated in the Battle Royal doesn't have to do much and doesn't even have to wrestle the barber, and he gets a forfeit win there. As we're off to Hershey, Pennsylvania, Hershey Park Arena, September the 23rd, 9,000 fans for this Saturday night's main event taping. But here in the dark matches, it's Lanny Poffo over Steve Lombardi, Scott Casey defeating Tiger Chung Lee, the Rujos battling the new Dream Team to a draw, and then the two matches originally reportedly taped for Saturday Night's Main Event, but don't make error. It's the Magnificent Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton and Ted DiBiase pinning Hillbilly Jim with a power slam and a hook of the overalls. 
And though this show was taped as a Saturday night's main event taping, it wasn't a loaded show. It wasn't done along with another TV taping. So it was treated more like a house show as far as the talent involved. We heard the undercard and then, of course, the other four matches. We'll save those when we get to the actual Saturday night's main events review. We know it's Hogan and Sika, Savage and Honky Tonk Man, the Hart Foundation versus Powers and Roma, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff going up against King Kong Bundy. Again, more on that when we get to Saturday night's main event in the early part of October. But for now, September the 23rd, Portland, Oregon at the Memorial Coliseum. More six-man midget action, Cowboy Lang, Karate Kid, and who they refer to here as Little Gomez over the team of Lord Littlebrook, Little Tokyo, and Little Coco. Also on the card, Brady Boone over Jose Estrada. Millie Jack Haynes going over Crippler, Rip Oliver here on a DQ. Well, they are in Portland, got a safe face in the home city of the Don Owen Territory, which is still running strong here all the way into the early 90s. Plus on the card, Bam Bam Bigelow over Iron Mike Sharp, Demolition defeating the Killer Bees. It's JYD over Nikolai Volkov, Dangerous Danny Davis defeating the Birdman Coco Beware, and Bam Bam Bigelow once again scoring a win in a 16-man battle royal. And then again, back-to-back nights, very similar cards here. Winnipeg, Manitoba at the Winnipeg Arena, September the 24th in front of 4,600 fans. Also the same card the following night, September the 25th, St. Paul, Minnesota at the Civic Center. Going to see Brad Rangans pin Tiger Chung Lee. Don Morocco over Cowboy Bob Orton. It's the new Dream Team battling the Rougeau brothers again to a draw. Ted DiBiase over Billy Jack Haynes. Tag Team Champion Hart Foundation defeating Powers and Roma. It's the Macho Man Randy Savage over the Wild Samoan Sika. And then the main event, that's the only difference we see here. Not a very big difference, but interesting anyway. On the Winnipeg side of things, it's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orner pinning King Kong Bundy where Bobby Heenan was handcuffed to Baron Von Raschke, of all people. I believe it being in Winnipeg, the reason is Ken Patera couldn't cross the border. So they bring in AWA legend Baron Von Raschke to be handcuffed to Bobby the Brain for that one. So it's Orndorff over Bundy in Winnipeg. And then the following night in St. Paul, you would think Patera would return, but that is not the case here. Listen to this. This time it's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff pinning King Kong Bundy. It's reported that Ken Patera was at ringside, but... He wasn't the one handcuffed to Bobby Heenan, I guess due to that arm injury. So instead, handcuffed to the brain, Hacksaw Jim Duggan for this one. So Orndorff scoring the win over King Kong Bunny. Do they all take turns lashing poor Bobby Heenan in this one? Who knows? Only those that attended. So send me a DM, St. Paul. As we go on September the 24th, the Arco Arena, Sacramento, California. Originally scheduled for the card, we were going to see one-man gang take on Chavo Guerrero and Brutus Beefcake go against Rick Rude. Neither of those matches happen, unfortunately, but instead it's Bam Bam Bigelow over Iron Mike Sharp, more six-man midget action with the same names involved. It's Lang, Karate Kid, and Gomez over Little Brook, Tokyo, and Little Coco, plus Killer Khan defeats Hillbilly Jim, Coco Beware over Dangerous Danny Davis, Demolition defeating the Killer Bees, JYD once again defeating Nikolai Volkov, Superstar Billy Graham over Ravishing Rick Rude. Rick Rude filling in for Butch Reed on this one. It's Graham over Rick Rude on a disqualification. And closing out the show, JYD, Junkyard Dog, scoring a win in a 20-man battle royal. Then from there, Los Angeles, California, the sports arena, September the 25th. Only 2,500 fans out to see Bam Bam Bigelow over Mike Sharp. The Birdman, Coco Beware, defeating Nikolai Volkov. It's Hercules over Brutus Beefcake. More six-man midget action with the same names involved. Listen to this, Crippler Rip Oliver scoring a win here, pinning Omar Atlas, Brady Boone over Jack Armstrong. Cool to see Jack Armstrong, the wild man. Longtime West Coast mainstay there, but it's Boone over Jack Armstrong, Killer Khan defeating Hillbilly Jim, 
Demolition over the Killer Bees in a two out of three falls match. Could have been good. Plus Junkyard Dog over Outlaw Ron Bass. Superstar Graham defeating Natural Butch Reed. And in the main event this time, Bam Bam Bigelow scoring a win in a 20-man Battle Royal. So Battle Royals all along the West Coast here in the month of September, it would seem. However, well, maybe not here in San Diego the following day, September the 26th. San Diego, California, Sports Arena. Brady Boone over Terry Gibbs. Demolition defeating the Killer Bees. Coco Beware battling Outlaw Ron Bass to a draw. Killer Con pins Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It's Junkyard Dog over Hercules on a DQ. More midget six-man action on the card, as well as Nikolai Volkov over Hillbilly Jim. And in the main event, Superstar Billy Graham defeating the Natural Butch Reed. Maybe they should have added a battle royal to that one. Then from there, we head back east. September 26th as well. Landover, Maryland at the Cap Center. Jerry Allen over Frenchie Martin. Outback Jack pins Iron Mike Sharp. It's the one-man gang defeating George Steele in less than a minute. Strike Force over the Islanders. It's Mr. Wonderful Paul Onurf once again pinning King Kong Bundy in a whipping match. This time, Kim Patera is indeed handcuffed to Bobby Heenan ringside for that one as Orndorff scores another win there for Patera over King Kong Bundy. Then back-to-back title matches here on the card. Jimmy Hart's men once again showcased as the tag team champion Hart Foundation defeat the team of Roma and Powers. And in the main event, Hacksaw Jim Duggan subbing for Jake Roberts. It's Duggan pinning Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man in a non-title matchup. Boy, we're loaded here September 26th. Matinee show, Nashville, Tennessee at the fairgrounds. 10,000 fans coming out to see SD Jones over Steve Lombardi. Barry Horowitz pins David San Martino. Magnificent Morocco over former partner Bob Orton. Tiger Chung Lee defeats Sibiafi. It's the Rujos in the new Dream Team once again battling to a draw. Bam Bam Bigelow over Sika, the Wild Samoan. Macho Man Randy Savage downing the King Harley Race. And in the main event, 10,000 fans, you better believe it. WWF champion Hulk Hogan pins the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase after DiBiase collides with Virgil on the apron. Hogan going to score the win there, making sure to pin the million-dollar man. Also September the 26th at the Von Braun Civic Center, Huntsville, Alabama. Bobby Eaton country, guys, in front of 5,000 fans out to see Steve Lombardi over David Sammartino. Barry Horowitz defeats Sibiafi. It's Special Delivery Jones over Tiger Chung Lee. New Dream Team defeat the Rougeau brothers here tonight. Morocco over Orton yet again. Bam Bam Bigelow Pensica. Macho Man Randy Savage defeating Million Dollar Man on a disqualification. And in the main event here in Huntsville, WWF Champion Hulk Hogan over the King Harley Race. So Hogan, a little double duty here on September the 26th. The matinee show in Nashville and then down to Huntsville taking on the Million Dollar Man as well as the King Harley Race. So Hogan and Savage flip-flopping their opponents from Nashville to Huntsville. As we move on to September 27th, Richfield Coliseum, Richfield, Ohio, 3,000 fans. That's it? We'll have to look at the card. Leaping Lanny Poffo over the Red Demon. Uh-oh, is Jose Luis Rivera going back to the Red Demon character? I don't know. Lanny Poffo over the Red Demon. Ladies champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. It's one-man gang defeating George the Animal Steel and then laying him out. Post-match, we see George Steel carried out on a stretcher here courtesy of the one-man gang. Also on the card, it's the Islanders over Strike Force. Jerry Allen defeats Frenchie Martin, Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, pinning Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Steamboat again subbing for Jake Roberts here. Honky Tonk Man picking up the win over the Dragon in Richfield. Then from there, it's Outback Jack over Iron Mike Sharp. And in the final match of the night, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff pinning King Kong Bunny in just three minutes and 22 seconds 
of a whipping match. Not much of a match here. Orndorff picking up the win over Bundy. And once again, Bobby Heenan handcuffed to Kim Batera and getting the lashes after the match. As we get down to the nitty-gritty here, on to September the 28th, Fresno, California at the Selland Arena. C.B. Afi over Terry Gibbs, Ron Bass pinning Scott Casey, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase over Outback Jack. That had to be fun. Ladies Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. Superstar Graham defeats Natural Butch Reed on a DQ. Macho Man Randy Savage pins the King Harley Race. It's Hercules over Hillbilly Jim. Tag Team Champion Hart Foundation defeating Roma and Powers. And in the main event, Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man, this time scoring a win over Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Just a few cards left for you here this week, guys. Montreal, Quebec at the Forum, September the 28th, in front of 11,108 fans. Coming out to see Frenchie Martin. Hometowner here, Frenchie Martin over Brady Boone, Ravishing Rick Rude over Sam Houston, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff over King Kong Bunny by disqualification and yet another whipping matchup. The DQ happened. Rick Rude interfered. Blatant interference here by Rick Rude costing Bunny the matchup. And once again, we're across the border in Canada, so Kim Patera, he can't cross. So handcuffed to Bobby Heenan for this one, George the Animal Steel. Also on the card here in Montreal, Dingo Warrior over Steve Lombardi. It's Bam Bam Bigelow pinning Sika. The one-man gang over George the Animal Steel. Dino Bravo defeating Jacques Rougeau. Got to keep the fans happy. Do a one-on-one Bravo and Rougeau match here in Montreal. And in the main event, another Montrealer, Rick Martel. Going to team up with Tito Santana. Strike Force picking up the win over the Islanders. Martel, of course, scoring the win here over Haku in the main event in Montreal. Then it's back down to the States. Flint, Michigan at the IMA Sports Arena. Also September the 29th in front of just 1,200 fans. Going to see Dingo Warrior over Steve Lombardi. Rick Rude defeat Brady Boone. It's the one-man gang over George Steele. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff defeating King Kong Bunny on a countout. Sam Houston over Frenchie Martin. Bam Bam Bigelow pins Sika yet again. And in the main event, once more, Strikeforce scoring a win against the Islanders here in Michigan. Going to go back out to the West Coast. One more card here on September the 29th. Oakland Coliseum. Oakland, California. 3,400 fans going to see Outlaw Ron Bass over Scott Casey. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase defeat Outback Jack. Women's Champion Sherry over Velvet McIntyre. It's Macho Man Randy Savage pinning the King Harley Race. Hacksaw Jim Duggan scoring a win over Intercontinental Champion the Honky Tonk Man via reverse decision. Now, originally Honky had pinned Duggan using the tights as leverage, but the Macho Man Randy Savage coming out to ringside explaining to the referee what had happened and somehow Randy Savage playing official here tonight because... The acting referee does indeed reverse the decision, giving Duggan the reverse decision win over IC champion Honky Tonk Man. Also on the card, C.V. Afi over Terry Gibbs. Superstar Graham defeating the natural Butch Reed on a DQ after interference from the Doctor of Style. Plus, it's Hercules pinning Hillbilly Jim. And in the final match of the night, tag team champion Hart Foundation defeating the team of Paul Roma and Jimmy Powers. And I've got just one more lineup here this week for you guys. September the 30th, going to close out the month of September here. The WWF in Battle Creek, Michigan, RVD country at the Kellogg Center. Kellogg Center Arena? In front of just 1,600 fans, going to see Dingo Warrior over Frenchie Martin. Sam Houston defeating Steve Lombardi. Bam Bam Bigelow over Sika. Ravishing Rick Rude pinning Brady Boone. It's Strike Force over the Islanders. The one-man gang again pinning George the Animal Steel. And superstar Billy Graham scoring a win over the natural Butch Reed on a disqualification in Battle Creek. Wow, and that's going to wrap it up, guys. We saw the return of a few names. We saw Duggan back in the company. Dan Spivey back from injury as well. 
one of those two going to go on to much success here moving forward in the WWF. I'll let you guys guess which one that is. But Andre the Giant going to throw his name back in the hat here. He's not done just yet with WWF champion Hulk Hogan. We saw several feuds move on. Paul Orndorff and Kim Patera feuding with Bobby Heenan and the Heenan family. The Islanders now having matches each and every night with Strike Force. Kamala screws us out of so many fun matchups against Macho Man Randy Savage and the Hart Foundation. The Dingo Warriors still running strong here on the house shows. A few unique matchups thanks to the suspension of Jake the Snake Roberts and a couple of other injuries. The Million Dollar Man starting to catch his stride here, using Virgil as much as he can to score these wins, getting even more heel heat. Just so much going on as we move into the fall months here of 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation. And when I return next week with more Grenade, episode 94, we're going to begin looking at the month of September TV here for 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation. I don't want to spoil too much, but let's just say that Honky Tonk Man, claiming to be the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, while name-dropping past champions as has-beens, including the Macho Man Randy Savage, it doesn't go unnoticed. Lots of fun upcoming here in the month of September between the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man. So you guys have that to look forward to, and so much more. I think that goes without saying, so stay tuned next week here on The Grenade as we begin to look at September TV. But for now, we're going to close up shop for this week here on The Grenade, but I will be back soon with more of that 1987 goodness. But until then, just a reminder, you can listen to all the shows here on the WrestleCopia Podcast Network as part of WrestleCopia.com, plus all of your other favorite podcast streaming apps. And for those social mediaites out there, I certainly encourage you to go over to Twitter. You can follow me there at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade as well. YouTube channel, nearly 500 videos and counting there. And certainly, last but not least, greatly appreciate if you have the ability to give me a try over at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. Just talking about that $5 all-access tier. Gets you all sorts of great gifts, digital downloads, Patreon-exclusive watch-alongs, early access, all of my insanely detailed show notes, book-like show notes, pages upon pages of show notes for the Grenade, Regional Wrestling, and the Monday Warfare podcast there. Get all of that and more. No subscription. Cancel anytime. Give it a try, guys. The best part is, you're simply funding me the ability to pay the bills to continue on here with the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. So think about that. If you appreciate all the time, effort, all of the hard work that goes into producing all the podcasts here, all the stuff I do on social media, if you appreciate what I do and you have that $5 laying around, I'd greatly appreciate your support and your patronage. But until then, we wrap things up here this week. But I'll be back again soon with yet another grenade. So until then, this is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast. You pull the pin, and I'll pick up the pieces. Right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. See you next week. Don't miss it. Be there! I got a secret!
good battle plan for this dude. And when I show up to Madison Square Garden with the biggest pump on I've ever had, the Hulkamaniacs will be ready. They'll have their gas mask on. And when the pythons start hulking up, brother, when the triceps start blowing over the 24-inch mark, the oxygen in all of Madison Square Garden will be none. And then the one-man gang, seven foot tall, 460 pounds, will drop at the holster's feet, man. And as I cinch up and the oxygen goes away, the one-man gang will be my victim, and I will be the hunter. All right, get your oxygen masks. You heard it. From the champion, Hulk Hogan, title defense, one-man gang to challenge, here in the garden, Monday night, September 21.